Good morning, Gospel Hope. All right, we'll try it again. Good morning. There we go. So glad that you are here with us, and thank you for uh, the opportunity that we had to worship our great God. Thank you, uh, Jalen and the, and the band, for uh, just leading us in worship and preparing our hearts uh, to hear uh, what God has for us uh, this morning as we continue uh, our series in the book of uh, Philippians. I was reminded yesterday as I was um, thinking through the message that um, uh, a year ago, actually around this time, uh, my, family, my family and I uh, came from Wisconsin to Atlanta to Gospel Hope, and uh, we were sitting right around this area right here, and we were just praying. Uh, even during the service, we were praying and seeking the Lord's guidance and direction. God, is this what you have for us to move all the way from Wisconsin to this beautiful weather here in Atlanta, <laughs> which is a little bit cold uh, today or well, the last few days, but anyhow. And uh, wow, and now just to see what the Lord has done, and now we're here. So praise the Lord for His guidance and His direction. And we are also ready to launch Gospel Hope Espanol in about a month. So uh, April 10th, April 10th will be our, our official service, and we are excited to see what the Lord is going to continue to do here at Gospel Hope and through Gospel Hope. So uh, just excited to, um, for the Lord and His direction and guidance in our lives. Well, let's go to Philippians chapter 3, and Philippians is actually one of my favorite uh, books um, in the New Testament. Pastor Rod preached uh, last Sunday. And he preached my favorite passage in the book of Philippians. Uh, so, um, but this is a great passage too. So I'm excited to uh, open up God's word. Philippians chapter three. We're going to be on verses 15 through 21. And the title of the message this morning is "Make up your mind." Make up your mind. So let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to uh, help us this morning. Father, thank you for your goodness to us, <clears throat> and we pray that you. Uh, continue to help us, Lord. We cannot do this on our own strength. We need your power. And Father, thank you for the opportunity to open your word freely. And uh, may you speak to our hearts through your Holy, Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you again. And I pray that you continue to use gospel hope uh, for your glory and for your honor. <clears throat> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Make up your mind. I think we all know in the last couple of weeks, uh, there have been two European countries that have been pretty much in the forefront of the world's attention. As you know, our attention has turned to Russia and Ukraine. And I'm not here to give my opinion at all. I'm not here to talk about politics at all. But we cannot deny the crisis that is in front of us as we continue to pray for them has been very evident to all of us through photos, pictures, statements in the news that the Ukrainians have been, they have made of our, their minds to be faithful citizens to their country. Most Ukrainians have given up pretty much everything. Some have been forced to, to leave their country. Some have been compelled to stay and defend their country as we know. Why? Well, I think it is because it's their home. It's their life. And more than that, it is their citizenship. 
And that's why a lot of them have made up their minds to say, I am going to stay and I am going to give everything up and I am going to make up my mind to defend and fight for the freedom of my country. If you can keep that in your mind, and, and, and it's much the same way for us as followers of Christ. We must make up our minds to live and to die for our heavenly citizenship. We must make up our minds to die and, 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 and to surrender to Christ our Savior and to live for heaven. I mean, throughout this chapter, and, and basically we can say throughout the book of Philippians, Paul has one thing in mind, and it is to pursue, to go forward pursuing his Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and in his mind is, you know, I'm willing to put away anything that will distract me from pursuing the goal which is Christ Jesus. So if I can give you one main idea, one main thought this morning, it is we must make up our minds to focus on what is eternal. We must make up our minds daily, to surrender daily, to focus to what is eternal, to what really matters. And, and what I want to do this morning is very simply, I want to suggest you three actions that will help all of us Focus on what is eternal. And the first action is to grow. We must make of our mind to grow, number one, in your relationship, in your life with Christ, and number two, in your life with other believers. Look at verse 15 again. Paul says, Therefore, let us of us, let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. It's really important because Paul started with this word, therefore. Meaning, he's been saying something in the previous verses. And he gets to the point and says, hey, because of everything that I have saying to you, because of everything that I have given to you, therefore, this is now the way that you should live. And Paul says, even here in verse 15, says, let all of us who are mature think this way. Well, what is Paul saying? Well, Paul is, is talking about what he, what he just talked about. Well, he's going to tell us that our price is to continue on to follow Jesus Christ. The price to move forward towards the goal. I mean, Paul is by any means saying that he or the Philippians believers are already perfect. He's not saying that he is completely matured in Christ and lack nothing spiritually. Of course not. Because look at verse 12. He says, not that I have already reached the goal or I am already perfect. But he says, but I make every effort to what? To take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by who? By Christ Jesus so Paul is not saying I'm perfect, but what Paul is saying is, hey, I am growing daily in my walk with the Lord. My goal is to be like Christ. I will never be perfect until heaven, but I'm going to do my best daily to look more and more like my Savior. And Paul is saying constantly, I am going to pursue the price. 
I'm going to pursue Christ. I am going to grow daily because I want to become perfect, keeping in mind the salvation that Christ has given to me. And I'm going to pursue Christ with all my heart. And it's really interesting because the end of verse 15, Paul says, And if you think different about anything, God will reveal this also to you. If you think that you have arrived, if you think that you got it all figured out, if you think that you don't have to grow anymore in your walk with the Lord, if you think that you're perfect, you're completely mature, hey, I am going to let God deal with you. I'm going to let God reveal that to you. That God will do a work in your heart if you think that you're perfect. But if you think otherwise, like word, Paul is saying, if you think that, hey, we still have a long way to go, and this is the apostle Paul. Paul says, hey, I am going to continue on growing in my relationship with Christ Jesus. Because Paul continues on in verse 16, and he says, in any case... Listen, he says, we should lift up to whatever truth we have attained. In other words, a person that is a true follower of Christ will make up his or her mind to live up. In other words, to hold on to Christ, to keep pursuing Christ, to live up to Christ, our Savior. Not for us to go lower on what we have already have in Christ but to go higher, to aim higher for the Lord. The, the point is for us to take the next spiritual step in our lives. Whatever it is, Paul says daily, I want to take one step ahead, not forward. One step ahead to look more like Christ. And that's why we have to make up our minds to grow in Christ. Because Matthew 5, 48 says, be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is what? Is perfect. So whatever you find yourself today in your relationship with Christ, keep moving forward in him and for him and for his kingdom. I mean, I even love the, the, the phrase that Paul used again in verse 16. In any case, we should lift up to whatever truth we have attained. Lift up. It's, it's kind of like a military term. And what Paul is saying is that we should all be marching together as believers towards the price. We all should be in the same line. So Paul says, hey, I am going to keep attaining. I'm going to keep growing in my relationship with Christ. But Paul is saying, hey, all believers should be in the same line, marching together towards the price, towards what we already attain, our salvation in Christ. Should be visible not only in the church, but outside of the walls of the church. In other words, it's not like I'm going to just do my own thing and disregard my salvation and my brothers and sisters in Christ. But we should all line up together, live up together, go in line together for one cause, the cause of Christ. So my mindset should be growing personally in Christ by obeying his word. Our mindset should be growing together as a church by obeying what God has given to us in his word. Because we don't want to be average, mediocre Christians. We want to be growing Christians. Verse 17. 
I mean, if you think about sports, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, whatever it is, not every player in the team is in the same level or stage, right? They're all, they're all growing. And you have a freshman that comes to school for the first time. And what is in his mind, whatever sports he or she is playing, I want to be on the field the first day, the first game. That's what I want to be. Might not be, but I think their, their goal is, I want to be on the field the first game. But if I'm not, okay, I'm going to try for the second game. But I'm going to try for the third game. And then you look sophomore year, second year, third year, senior year. Now he or she is playing all the games. But he started as a freshman saying, I want to grow. I want to mature in my sports. I want to develop because I want to be here my senior year and play all the games. And not only that, now you have freshmen following this player. Because of the example that he or she did in and among the teams. And Paul is saying exactly here, Christ is your start point and Christ is your continual point. You might be here and say, I have no relationship with Christ. I have not attained to that price. That is your start point. Become a follower of Christ by putting your trust Your life in the work of Christ on the cross, that is your start point. You might say, you know, I, I, just, I just became a believer. I've only been saved for a month or two or, or, or three or a year. Listen, today is your start point. Don't look back. Keep growing. Keep moving forward. Made up your mind to grow. You might, you might say, well, you know what? I've been saved for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50, whatever it is. That's your start point today. Don't look back. Keep growing. Keep pursuing Christ. Make up your mind daily to surrender to Christ, to surrender to God, and to live for Him. I want to put it this way. Start with Christ alone. Then you surrender to Christ You are sustained by Christ, saturated with Christ, and secured in Christ. You start, you surrender, you're sustained, you're saturated, and you're secured, and all is in Christ. Listen to what he says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, rid yourself from all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Verse 2 says, like Newborn infants desire the pure milk of the word so that you, so that he may be, you may grow up into your salvation. If you have tasted that the Lord is good as you come to him, a living stone rejected by people but chosen and honored by God, you yourself as living stones, a spiritual house, are being built to be a holy priest who to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But look at verse 2. Like newborn what? Infants says desire the pure milk of the word. A deep desire for Christ, for his word. You know, I see and I hear some babies here. And we have a, a year and a half old girl in our house and when she's hungry she's hungry and everybody knows it at the house 
because she just starts crying and screaming. For what? For food. She can't talk yet, but she can scream and she can cry. And what is the only thing that will appease, right? And satisfy her longing for food? Food, milk, right? Paul is telling us here, man, just like newborn babes, we should desire, have the same passion, scream for food daily. So you can grow, he says there, into your salvation. If you have tasted that the Lord is good. So, hey, celebrate your steps of growth. But never stop growing. Here's action number two. Not only to, to grow, not only to make up our minds to grow in our relationship with Christ and with others. But number two, follow. Make up your mind to follow, number one, after Christ and also after godly examples. I mean, Paul continues his message to the Philippians with a tremendous invitation for them to follow after him and also to follow after others that lived according to the gospel of Christ. That's why Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, follow me or imitate me as I also imitate or follow who? Christ. Because if you look in verse 17, he says, join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. For I have often told you and now say again with tears that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Verse 19, their end is destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things. And Paul starts here, hey, follow me. But technically you're not follow me because I am following Christ already. So you're not following me, you're following Christ. But because I'm following Christ, I want you to follow me and learn from me. And not only me, there are others also as well that are followers of Christ. And they're not following themselves, but they're following Christ. So you should look up at them and follow them as you also follow me. Why? Because at the end of the days, we're all following who? Jesus Christ. And Paul says, man, pay attention, join them, welcome them, partner with them. Learn from them. But then Paul changes gears a little bit here. He switched gears and, and then he warns them against those that are not followers of Christ. And Paul gives us a description starting in verse 18. He says, for I have often told you, and now I say again with tears, Paul said, that many lived as enemies of the cross of Christ. There are people out there that are not following Christ and you should not follow them because they're the enemies of Christ. The Christ that we preach, the Christ that we teach, there are enemies of Christ. The cross 
where salvation and redemption and forgiveness and the powerful exchange happened, where Christ's sacrifice took place for the sins of the world, where his blood was shed for cleansing of our sins, where salvation was completed, where Christ paid the ultimate sacrifice so you and I can be reconciled with God the Father by placing our faith in Christ alone, the resurrected Christ. They fight and they're enemies of this Christ. And Paul says, be careful. Because your gospel and your Christ is different than what they preach and what they teach and their philosophies and their thinking. Be careful. And even though Paul goes, their end is destruction. In other words, at the end of their life, they will be separated from God. They're living for themselves. But at the end, they are not going to be with Christ their God is their belly. In other words, they always thinking about earthly things. Their inward desires, their, their selfish desires, their own desires. That's all they're thinking. That is, that is in their minds. That's their mindset. It says glory is in their shame. Their self-praise instead of praising God. They're like, look at me. It, it's, it's all about me. I know everything. Versus praising Christ. And then they say they focus on earthly things. In other words, their main focus is on the things on the, of the world versus God. And Paul is saying, you need to live differently because your mindset, your focus is not where their focus are. It is in Christ. It is in heaven. It's not about you. It is about Christ. It's not about earthly things. It's about eternal Things And here's the point. Don't go after the world's life, philosophy, and their mission. Don't pursue the American dream, but pursue the Christian dream. Being like Jesus and looking forward to heaven. Go after the words of the prophets, the apostles, the words of Christ in the gospels. Ultimately, go after Christ's example. That's why John tells us in 1 John chapter 2, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If, any, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16 says, for everything in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride in one's possession is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lost is passing away, but the one who does the will of God remains forever. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone after something with intensity and passion? I think we can all say yes. When you were deciding what college to go, and you wanted to go to that college, man, you were doing phone calls, you were doing all you can why? Because you wanted to go to that particular school. You remember when you're looking for a job and you were desperate? I mean, you just, you just did all you can. You're calling people, you're sending your resume, and you're doing all kinds of stuff. Why? Because you're passionate. Your intensity, all your energy is, I need to get a job. Remember when you were trying to date that person that you just, man... I'm just, I'm just in love. What can I do to get hurt or him? Do you remember that? You were passionate about that? Why? Because you had a goal in mind. And Paul is saying right here, go after. 
If you're going to go with intensity, go after Christ and go after those that follow Christ. Man, I hope that the people you follow are people that their life and faith are rooted in Christ. I hope that your friends in your life are pushing you towards a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. I hope that your friends will challenge you to know Christ and live for him daily, not pushing you away from the price. Because Hebrews 11 says, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the what? The fleeting pleasure of sin. But listen to what it says here. For he considered reproach for the sake of who? Of Christ to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. His mindset was already made up saying, God, I desired to be with you and with your people than all the pleasures that the world can offer to me. Why? Because I am not looking at myself. I am looking at you. You are my reward. You are my prize. You are my savior. And I am going to follow you till the end of the earth. So we must make up our mind. But also we cannot forget that as we follow Christ and others, believers, and godly examples, that there is a need in the world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even though we don't follow their examples, we don't go after their ex the examples of unbelievers, we do have to go after them because we have the greatest news in the world. And Paul here, uh, he's not, the suggestion here is not to disengage ourselves from the need that people have of the gospel, but to come into their life with the gospel without letting them taking us away from Christ. Because your life needs to be pointed to Christ before you can truly point somebody else to Christ. And as we follow after Christ, and as we follow other believers, the mission and the purpose of Christ needs to burn inside of us as we go out full of truth and full of grace, as we cultivate godly relationships in our life, but always be ready to have gospel conversation with whoever God puts in our path. Because we have to have that mindset as we follow Christ and as we follow others that are following Christ, people will also see our life. And we want to impact their life with the gospel that we already received. So we have seen already two actions. We have to make up our minds for number one, to what? To grow in our life with Christ and number two, make up our minds to, to follow. Follow who? Follow after Christ and after other godly believers, and in number three, not only grow, not only follow, but last one, um, to anticipate. Make up your mind to anticipate your future. Your future. Why? Because we are living for another world. We're not living for this world. We're living for another world, which is heaven. 
And Paul ends this beautiful uh, 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 passage right here, section, and he reminds the Philippians again, like he did earlier in Philippians, that their citizenship is in heaven. And, and Paul, listen, Paul cannot just get enough of the reality of heaven for believers. And if anyone understood this concept was actually the Philippians because Philippi was a Roman colony. And, and some of them could have been Roman citizens, maybe some not. But the point is that they understood that they were under another country where potentially a lot of them were citizens of the other country, Rome. And they knew what it was. So they understand clearly the concept of being a citizen. And Paul is telling them, hey, listen. If you think that being a citizen of Rome is a big deal, there's something better that you should focus your life. And it's not of getting your Roman passport, but it's that you are citizens of heaven as believers. And you should live like that, even in the midst of the place that you find yourself. Saying for us, we should live that way. Whatever we are in this world, that we must make up our minds to live with heaven, with glory in our minds. Man, Paul is absolutely certain that we have a citizenship that is far better than a Roman citizenship, than an American citizenship, than a European citizenship, because it is not rooted in men, but in Christ. And Paul says, your response to that wonderful promise and truth is right there in verse 20. Look at verse 20. But our citizenship, it is in heaven, and we what? We eagerly wait for our Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the idea is to have a strong desire for the coming of Christ. It's to long for his coming. I just, just remember, I couldn't help but when I was, you know, when I was a kid, and my parents would say, hey, we're going to go whatever, and we'll come back in an hour or two or whatever it is. When I had a sense of you know, just time, and when I knew it was, you know, 45 minutes already, they told me they're coming back in an hour. Man, I was just like on the door, like, when are they coming? Like, I can't wait, you know, and I'm just like so excited. It's okay, mom and dad are, are coming home, but, but when are they coming? But I was expecting, I was anticipating that they were going to come right when they told me. And Paul is saying, man, as believers, we should live this way. Looking, expecting to hear the horn or the sound of Christ coming. Why? Because our citizenship is already in heaven. We live with glory in mind. Look at verse 21. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body. In other words, we, he will come back to take us to our new city. He will change our bodies to be like his. And it is done because of the power that is like none other power, the power of Jesus. Can, can, can you imagine your mortal body being transformed into the body like our Savior? And I'm like, Lord Jesus, praise the Lord. 
I cannot wait. But in the meantime, Paul says, yes, that's awesome, but we're still here. And we got to keep growing. And you got to follow after. Just like he told them in Philippians 1, 27. Just one thing. As citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Romans 8, 23. Paul says, not only that, but we ourselves who have the spirit as the first fruits. We also groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for adoption, for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. That's why Jesus Christ in John 17, he prayed, I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world. Just I am not of the world. I am not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth as I sent as you send me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them so that they also may be sanctified by the truth. So just as the Philippians were under a Roman colony, they were commanded to be different. We as citizens of heaven are commanded to live up in such a way that points people to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because Hebrews 10, 35 says, So don't throw away your confidence. Listen to these verses. Which was a great reward. And I wish I can give you the context of that, that passage right there. But it says, For you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. For yet, in every little while, the coming one will come and not delay. But my righteousness one will live by faith. And if he draws back, I have no pleasure in him. For we are not those who draw back and, and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. That is our confidence. And that's the way we should live every day, knowing that we have the anticipation of seeing our Savior and He will transform our bodies like His so we can worship Him forever. You know, I've been to situations, maybe a store, maybe you've been there, and a salesperson comes to you and said, man, I know you want all this, I'll give you four for $99. You say, wow, that's a great deal. I'm just not sure yet. I say, okay, okay, I'll make you a great, I'll make you a deal. I'll give you all four for $99, and I'm going to add two more items into that. That's a great deal for $99. Man, if, you know, if you have somebody next to you, the person might tell, man, come on, bro, what you waiting? That's a great deal. What are you waiting Listen, as Christians, what are we waiting? We've got the best of the best. Christ Jesus. We didn't pay for anything. And on top of that, we get heaven. Where our God is, our Lord and Savior. So display and share what you got. Which is Christ. Which is heaven. Which is salvation. So live with the end in mind. 
Make up your mind. That is the mindset that God wants. That is the mindset that makes all the difference. You know, many Ukrainians, men, have said goodbyes to their wives, their children, family members, with no idea if they're going to come back and return and see them. But they made a commitment to their country. And that commitment has brought them to make up their minds to the point that they're willing to sacrifice and surrender and give everything to fight for the freedom of their country. What about us, brothers and sisters, that have put our faith in Christ and have given such a great salvation that we should surrender and give everything that we have for the cause of the gospel as we follow Christ, the Almighty God, as we make up our minds to grow, to follow, and to anticipate our great Savior, our King, Jesus Christ. We must focus our lives and our minds on what is eternal. So where do we go from here? I'll just give you three action items and we're done. Number one, do not pretend you know it all. But keep growing in your Christian life. Number two, do not follow the passions of this world, but follow the passions of those who seek after Christ himself. Do not live with heaven out of your mind, but always in front of your sight. Heaven is the believer's future home. So make up your mind. Not only to live like Paul, and to others that follow Christ, but to live like Christ, your Savior, your Redeemer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are and your goodness to us. And Father, we're all in different stages of life, but we're also all in different stages of our, in our Christian life. And I just want to give you some time to spend time with the Lord. I say, Lord, I know, I know that my salvation is by grace alone. You saved me. You gave me life. You gave me faith to believe and to trust in you. But Lord, I, I, I don't want to stop there. I want to get hold of, I want to lift up as a believer and as a believers. That we are gospel-centered believers. That we are a family as well. And we want to march together, line up together for the cause of the gospel. Maybe there's some friendships here that you say, you know what? They're not helping me in my walk with the Lord. We need wisdom. We need courage. 
So instead of them influencing me, I must influence them and point them to Christ. And Lord, help us to rejoice daily, live with anticipation of your coming, that that will burn within us and move us to live this way. Father, thank you for your word. Do the work that only you could do in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.